Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. Leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. Let Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler share with you the pathway to becoming a top leader in your organization. Now, here are your hosts, Dr. Greenberg and Dr. Nadler. Welcome to Leadership Development News, hosted by Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Dr. Relly Nadler. I'm Allison Childs with the Center for Creative Leadership. Kathy and Relly have helped thousands of people like you become better performers, managers, and leaders with their unique approaches to coaching. Dr. Relly Nadler is a master level certified executive coach with the International Coaching Federation. A psychologist, corporate leadership, and team trainer, Dr. Nadler brings his expertise and emotional intelligence to all his keynotes, consulting, coaching, and training. Dr. Nadler's Leaders Playbook provides hundreds of tools and strategies to develop star performers. For more information and free tools by Relly Nadler, go to www.truenorthleadership.com. New York Times bestselling author Kathy Greenberg wins hearts and minds around the world with her internationally acclaimed books on the new science of happiness, including what happy companies know and what happy working mothers know. Kathy is available for a variety of consulting and coaching programs where you can learn to apply her unique happiness equals profit business formula. For more on Kathy's coaching, tools, consulting, and keynote speaking, go to www.h2cleadership.com or www.whathappyworkingmothersknow.com for free tips and downloads. Welcome to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers. I'm Dr. Rowan Nadler. My co-host, Dr. Kathy Greenberg, is also on the line. Kathy and I are your leadership development coaches. Between Kathy and I, we've helped thousands of leaders and executives to perform in the top 10%. One of the things that all leaders are doing day in and day out is communicating, and we have a uh, communication expert today, Gail Murphy, who's going to talk about interview tactics. Her new book is Interview Tactics, How to Survive the Media Without Getting Clobbered, An Insider's Guide to Giving Killer Interviews, and she's also going to talk about any communication uh, tips, skills for our leaders on the phone. Gail is an expert because she has interviewed more than 14,000 of the world's leading celebrities and newsmakers. She's a veteran Hollywood correspondent who spent 17 years on the front lines of ABC Radio News, is currently a frequent uh, showbiz reporter for BBC Radio and TV, Sky News, E! Entertainment, AP Radio, ABC Radio Networks, Australian Broadcast Company, Canadian Broadcasting Company, and she has seen it all, knocked it out of the park interviews, and uh, also with unmitigated disasters. We talked about her new book that just uh, came out. She knows what works and what doesn't work. She's been imparting her sage advice to entrepreneurs, authors, experts, rock stars, TV heartthrobs, models, startup corporate media virgins for the past 10 years. Today she's going to bring some expertise to how, what and how leaders can be interviewed and, and how do they interview for key positions. What should you look for? What are some of the key signs to stay away from? And you know, Kathy and I want to bring you the best in current leadership topics, interviews with proven leaders, and we always want to provide evidence-based best practices to help you develop more leaders in your organization. Kathy, welcome to the call. Thanks, Riley. It's always a great opportunity to share so many talented leaders, thought leaders, authors, and today we're going to share with you not only a newsmaker, 
but somebody who's written a book that you need to get to know, and we're going to learn more about Gail in a little while. But one of the things you know I'm always absolutely steadfast about is the importance of knowing your leadership style and knowing that leaders are the heartbeat of any organization. And all leaders, even us, can sometimes underestimate just how much we influence those around them. And as a result, we and those around us can underperform. But doing just a few things differently, just small things, can really improve your performance and that of your organization. And in every show, Relly and I try to bring you real-time information that you can use right after you listen to us. And that includes such things as how to develop more leaders in your organization, including developing yourself, what happy companies know about performance, and emotional intelligence and positive psychology strategies to be your best. We always like to share something about generation and gender differences, brain and neuroscience contributions that always have an impact on top performance. And as always, we love to share anything we can help you with on that work-life balance practice, that work-life balance strategy that you strive to get in alignment with. We love to help you with self-management tools to be your best, and today we're going to learn about how one very special person uses their top talent to perform at their best and what they can teach you to do the same. Riley, why don't you talk about a little bit, um, maybe about the science of leadership and why it's so important to us. Good. Thanks, Kathy. Well, so we talk about leadership development uh, on Leadership Development News all the time because leaders have, have been documented to have 50 to 70% influence over the climate of their team. Sometimes it's even higher. Sometimes 90% I've seen it. I think Gail's going to be able to uh, shed light on the power of communication. What are you doing that's, that's working or not working that's uh, adding to this influence? Most leaders, like Kathy said, underestimate how much influence they have over others. So some of these communication skills are going to be very important. And as a leader, you are the emotional thermostat for the team, and that's because emotions are contagious. So how, how you feel, how you communicate, that's the way your team is going to no, most likely feel and communicate. And we also know that being a star performer is someone in the top 10%. That's kind of a tipping point we're looking at. How do you get in that top 10%? It's a lot of the topics we're talking about on the show that feed into this aspect of emotional intelligence. And if you look at how smart you are and any technical expertise and emotional intelligence, those three components, a lot of the research is saying anywhere from 60 to 90% of your success is from emotional intelligence, a variety of these skills and competencies. And we also know this tipping point of getting in the top 10%. You want to get people in the top 10%. The reason is they produce twice as much uh, to the bottom line or to revenue as leaders in the 89th percentile and below. We also know if you combine training along with coaching, you get a bigger bump in productivity. Training alone is about 22%. If you have coaching, individualized, focused coaching, you can get a bump in productivity about 88%. And both Kathy and I are certified coaches, and and one way to bring some of this to your team uh, organization is to have coaches in your organization. You can increase performance by as much as 77% while increasing life and professional satisfaction by as much as 50%, bringing in coaching into your organization. 
If you want more information about Kathy, Dr. Kathy Greenberg's website is www.h2cleadership.com. She has happiness books, tools, speaking keynotes, leadership and coaching services. If you want to get some more information about me, Dr. Rowley Nadler, my website is www.truenorthleadership.com. For emotional intelligence books, some free assessments, speaking keynotes, leadership and coaching boot camp. So let me tell you a little bit more about uh, Gail Murphy. I'm sure she's uh, sitting there um, chewing on the bit to to give us some of her high energy and focus on how we can uh, be better communicators. Her new book, Interview Tactics, How to Survive the Media Without Getting Clobbered, The Insider's Guide to Giving a Killer Interview, uh, just is coming out. I mentioned um, her 14,000 interviews, a couple other things about Gail. Uh, She is a media and professional business coach and a sought-after speaker, high-energy author, has imparted her solid media expertise to a variety of places, Parsons Engineering, Geffen Records, Sony Pictures, NBC, Warner Brothers, uh, the scientists at the Book Institute for Age Research, and doctors at leading hospitals. Gail says it's her job to sell a advertise, and she have to tell me how to say that, Gail, uh, and the readers of her book, so they in turn can become media stars and drive their brand, product, and reputation. So, Gail, welcome to the call. Well, thanks so much, and thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Oh, we love it, and we love to learn. So anything you can share with us that's going to help not only make our audience better, but make us better, we're all for it. We oh. like to um, make sure that we start our show with uh, a little bit of insight about you, Gail. And even though, you know, Relly shared a tremendous intro there, we like to ask everybody one key question, and that is, uh-oh, who have been the most influential people and thinkers in your life and career, and how have they shaped your thinking about your work today? Well, I actually have a couple, and I'm looking at him because his picture's right here. <laughs> you know, Phil Jackson, the coach of the Los Angeles Ooh. Lakers, oh, has yeah, always yeah. been a huge um, personal mentor of mine, the Zen master. Had to say a lot using a little. <laughs> wow. uh, Albert Einstein, because he didn't talk till he was three. Uh. Would have driven me nuts. (laughs) (laughs) And um, probably, I guess, you know, like a lot of people, excuse me, um, my family, uh, Richard Branson is a huge um, personal mentor of mine. Um, You know, he doesn't know it, but uh, he is. And um, you know what? Every person who tells me something and I find it in my heart to be true mentors me in some way. Um, I try to find a new mentor every day, even if it's somebody I don't even know. Huh. That's just, beautiful. Just tell me something that will that moves me along on my journey, you know, and, and, and I and I thank you for it. Um so That's great. You know, well, it's kind well, of a short answer but you know No, that's good. Yeah. And, so and nobody's never... really asked me that before, so there you go. Oh, there you go. And it is interesting, you like some of these people who don't say much. <laughs> so Isn't that kind of, interesting? It yeah. kind of creates some space for you, I guess, which is great. Yeah, <laughs> so that's good. But also, you really want to learn something uh, from from others, so that's good. I think even this is going to be fun just for the three of us in this conversation. So, yeah. um, tell us a little bit of, more for for our audience about the kind of work and the clients that you work with today, I and mean, what is it that you bring to them? Well. Uh, I uh, was a, um, a correspondent for ABC News for 17 years for the last 
10 or so, I've been working with BBC and Sky News. And um, one of the really cool things about having the opportunity to interview about 14,000 of, you know, of these, you know, top one percenters is that they have such great products and such great services. And it's, you know, I mean, you know, it's amazing anything gets done in this town, you know, <laughs> or any town that you're, that, that you're looking at because it's just really hard. Um, it's like writing a book. Anybody that tells you that it's easy, you know what, is only trying to tell you something. It's really hard to write a book. Um, you're creating the time, creating the space. So I met so many people along the way who had such a great product and such a great service but were so completely unprepared for the process of actually telling it to another person right. that I was so dismayed about that. I'm thinking, God, this is such a great opportunity for you, and you're giving me yes or no answers, and you're not making it interesting, and you're frightened, and you're tentative, and you don't know what it is you're supposed to do. I thought, you know what? I bet if I wrote like the quintessential guide to how to survive the media without getting clobbered by me. Because for me, clobbering you means I'm not going to report your story, uh. no matter how much time we spent, because I, I have to, I'm just too busy. So um, that, uh, that every person in the future that I, that I would ever interview would read it and say, oh, my God, that's brilliant. I'm, you know, I'm no longer a media virgin. I'm now a media darling, and I'm just really going to get out there and tell it to sell it. Well, that turned into a speaking career and a coaching career. And I'm ten times busier now than I was them. But one of the things that I do in my book is um, I teach the, that the relationship with the media is like the relationship between two sports teams. They spend the majority of their time, or at least half of their time, looking at videos of the other team. Hmm. So they can strategize um, the behavior of the person that's interviewing them, how they like to interview um, if, you know, they like to sneak up on people, if their plays are pretty straight ahead, um, you know, if it's tabloid journalism or if it's gotcha sports, um, at least you know this in advance. So that's all part of preparation and preparing. And Well, this is, this is fascinating. I'm just, as you know, I released a book in September which became a bestseller and went through all this madness, and now I'm gearing up again for another PR campaign coming up for the Mother's Day audience, and I, I'd love our audience to hear just from somebody who's an expert on this, why is communication and your image so important to your success? I mean, I know it, but it's and you, and you pay a lot of money for it, so why is it so important? Well, because it's how the world sees you, and you get to make that decision. You get to decide. You never want to forfeit that power. How do you want the world to see you? What do you want what do you want them to be saying about you in 5 weeks from now when they're telling somebody that they heard you on a show or they saw you speak at a seminar? You get to program people. Right, exactly. Well, here's what I want to do. I want to program the people who are listening to stay tuned for <laughs> 1 minute while we take a quick break and I want you to come back and talk us about to, to us in the audience about some of the common problems and pitfalls mm -hmm. you see people doing when they're being interviewed. So mm -hmm. we'll be right back. Don't go away. This is Leadership Development News. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and influence so you and your team perform better? What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. Whether the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. Today we're talking with Gail Murphy about interview tactics, her new book, Interview uh, tactics, how to survive the media without getting clobbered. And um, before the break, Gail, you were talking about why communication is so important that we just mm-hmm. want to find out. So if it is so important, what do you see are some of the common problems, pitfalls, uh, that you see with people being interviewed? Well, I'm just going to back up here for just a second. My um, This current book that I have is the newly revised edition of my first book, Interview Tactics, and it has the addition of 14 new chapters, which I call the lost chapters of mm-hmm. Interview Tactics. But just between you and I, 
I want to just sort of make a confession, uh, and I know you won't tell anybody. <laughs> um, these chapters were never really lost. Uh-huh. They just didn't exist. Okay. Because from 2001 to now, we have experienced a shift in media of absolute Teutonic proportions, almost like a tsunami. It hit everyone all at once. And it really changed the way we think about the media forever, I mean, this, this shift. And so I decided with the inclusion of these 14 new chapters, that was going to be my mission. Not only was I going to change the way people thought about the media forever, I was going to redefine media forever. Love so with it. all due, it all due more. Well, tell with us. all due yeah. respect to uh, mm-hmm. Mr. Webster and his dictionary, he defines media as a noun, the various means of mass communication thought of as a whole, TV, radio, print together with people involved in their production. Okay, my definition of media, also a noun, but anyone or anything that has the ability to take your message and move it forward. Anyone or anything that has the ability to take your message and move it forward. So um, when I uh, talk to people about their business, whether they're creative entrepreneurs, entrepreneurs, CEOs, corporate types, whatever, um, I ask them, uh, you know, have they done much media? You know, because most people think of media as TV, radio, print, magazines, and that kind of stuff. And they, and, and many times the pe- people have, but also on many occasions people say, no, we're still in our first round of funding. We're not there yet. You know, we're B2B. We're not really, you know, focused on doing media right now. But if media is anyone or anything that has the ability to take your message and move it forward, which I firmly believe it is, then basically, and if you tell me you're not doing any media or you haven't, what you're basically telling me is you've never left a message on anybody's voicemail, never written an email, never written a letter, a post-it note, don't have a business card, no promotional marketing material, would never have, a, um, you know, in any way advertise yourself. The fact is that we've been doing it all along, but maybe with not the greatest intention. Okay, One of the greatest marketing and PR tools for increasing exposure for your business, your career, your product and service lies in working with the media. But that's the new definition of media. Mm. And telling your story, be it to a gatekeeper, a decision maker, radio, TV, print, newspaper, website, podcast, blog, or posting on your favorite social networking site. You know, these famous 15 minutes of fame can make you a star. That is if you're prepared for the media onslaught and have savvy media skills that takes you to a place where you can tell your story in a way that people will hear it, use it, remember it, post it, and 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 run with it. Now, the biggest pe- mistake people make when they do media or an interview is they think it's about them. It's not. It's about the story. I mean, it happens to be your story. But at the end of the day, when that story comes out, if you're working with traditional media, your name might not even be in that story. Guess whose name is on that? The person you told your story to. We are all storytellers. You don't want anybody else to define you. You want to be able to define yourself. So you want to be memorable and you want to stay memorable. And one of the ways of being memorable and staying memorable is by creating messages that people remember. So uh, there's four ways to do that. Identify your core message. What are you selling? What is it across the board in your business or your message or what you're doing that doesn't change regardless of who your client is? And then you want to lead with that. 
Make that your pitch. And then you must know what problem it solves. And it's got to, it's got to solve like 20 different problems. What problem does it solve? Who is your end user? And then you want to piggyback that core message on what people are already talking about so they can make it their own. So that was the third one, piggyback what people are already talking about? The third one is what problem does it solve? Okay. Yeah, let's go back through them. Okay, the first, first one, one is, is identify then, your core message. Right. right. The second one is lead with it. Lead with it. Oh, Make okay. it your pitch. Uh-huh. What then problem three. does it solve? Right. Do you save people money? Do you get them healthy? Do you do they make more money? Um, do they get to travel? What, what is it across the board? Uh-huh. It makes life more experiential. And then piggyback your core message on what people are already talking about it so they can make it their own. So say a little bit more about that last one. The other ones I think are kind of a little more obvious. Are you saying on that last one that if uh, you may have a great core message and you're helping people, you're solving a problem, but it's so off what other people are already doing or they know about or already talking about? You have to make it about them. Okay. You have to make it about them. You can't make your message about yourself. I got it. You have to make it about them. Now, I'll give you an example. You say to me, so, Gail, what do you do? I say to you, I celebritize leaders. Okay, well, I'm a leader. Now, I made up the word celebritize. I know. Okay, so I can't even really tell you what it is. But people hear it and they want it. Or they want to ask me another question, and that's the single most important thing, is that we engage in conversation because nobody has the bandwidth anymore. Right. You know, we're just so, you know, Twittered and texted and blackberried out. However, the word celebrity yeah, is a them. huge catchstone. It's, it's, it's a sticky word. It's, you know, it's a sticky word. Mm-hmm. But if, I'm, uh, in a, if, if we were doing a show on CEOs here and you asked me um, what I did, I'd tell you I celebritize CEOs. If this was a show about authors and you asked me what I did, I'd tell you that I celebritize authors. Does my job change? Not, no, not a lick. But I'm very clear about what I sell to people. At the end of the day, in what I do, one size does not fit all, ever. I, I kind of wish it, you know, I was selling aluminum siding, you know, sometimes because it's so highly personalized. And that's when I really have to sit down with the person and determine what their goals are. Some people want to be media coach just to know how to take a meeting. Some people want to be media coach because they're raising money for their business and, they, and, and they're not comfortable in that environment. And then sometimes I'll, I'll get a call saying, I have a client that's going to be on Rachel Ray tomorrow. Can you media coach them this afternoon? Mm-hmm. But my job is exactly the same. So that. Now, so that would be your core message uh, is, is celebritize uh, mm-hmm. folks and then leading with exactly what you're saying and then depending on their particular problem, whether it's Rachel Ray or whatever, yeah. taking that into uh, yeah. that. Making okay. that work for them, absolutely. Yeah. But it's really, I mean, it's about you got to tell it to sell it. you got to pitch it to promote it so you can tell it to sell it authentically. Now, this is fascinating. Um, I just did an exercise with a top Fortune 100 pharmaceutical company telling them the media was going to interview them when they left their strategy building session, and they had to have a a one-sentence pithy line ready to give the media. Mm -hmm. So on that note, what common pitfalls do you see with corporate executives who have to sell their vision and strategies to their organization? Well, 
here's the thing about that one line. You've got to have, like, 20 of them, not just one. And it has to be about them. You must make it about them. Why do you have to make it about them? Because you have to get people emotionally invested in you in order to want to talk to you. And the way in which you do them is you make it about them. So they think, oh, my God, this woman's singing my song. She knows me. You know, be kind. Be kind. Don't be exclusive. Be kind. Be memorable and stay memorable. Make it about them. So so one of the the issues is people are talking, uh, as I'm hearing you say, talking either one more about themselves, two, and I think what's kind of inherent, is they're talking about the change or the situation, and it's externalized. So it sounds like what you're saying is how do you still have that as a topic, but how do you internalize that for the people listening? I'm not really sure. I'm not really sure the question, really. You know, I'm thinking about what you know. I'm trying to follow up on what people aren't doing. Um, so one thing they're not doing is preparing. Another thing they're not doing is they're, they're talking about themselves instead of the other person. Oh, and so I'm letting just... other people define them. Okay. I mean, that's something you never want to do. That's why you must shamelessly promote yourself. That's why you have to know the. That's why you have to know what problem do you solve for people? Why do they need you? Why do they need you? What can you do for them? Mm-hmm. And then you want to stay with that. You want to, you know, find out a little bit more about them so you keep the conversation going on. And and suddenly they, you know, they realize they have a real need for who you are and what you do, and you can really help them. But if you come out of the starting gate with like, you know, I help leaders lead. What is that, Boy Scouts? So it's not specific enough, and it's not where they're uh, saying, okay, this is me. How are you going to help me with my problem? Exactly. Um, enough about me. Let's talk about me. Yeah. <laughs> no, thank you very much, but really, enough about me. Let's talk about me. <laughs> yeah, and you know what? Yeah. Nobody's really ta- talking to people anymore. They're talking at them. Yeah. They're texting at them. You you put your humanity in front of you first. You say, just do something simple. Just Here's a little test for you. Just do something simple today, like say someone's name. Yeah. It, it just changes, energetically, it changes everything. Uh-huh. I'm, I'm just thinking as you were talking about this, goes back to, I guess it was probably the 20s when Dale Carnegie first wrote his book about how to win friends and influence people and make sure you use their name. And people think you're a good listener just because you're not talking about yourself. You're getting them to talk more. Well, people think you're a good listener because you just put your Blackberry down for a second. <laughs> I mean, that's the whole idea. I mean, yeah. really, nobody has the bandwidth anymore. So you have to get them on some kind of human level, and you make it about them. Well, so one of the things uh, that we want to talk about just kind of is recent – is um, last week we heard Obama's uh, State of the Union, yeah, and and uh, he is you know known for being a good communicator. Maybe you can talk about what you know. What are the things that you think that he's doing well, and are, are there some kind of flaws? But just because he is such a visual leader for us, um, what do, what do you see are some of the strengths he's bringing, and and maybe other? Uh... Well, I think he's very personable. Mm-hmm. I think he's very personable. He's um, he he's quick to take responsibility. Mm. Um, you know, like Bill Clinton, he looks right at you. You feel like he's the only per- you're the only person in 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 the room. Mm-hmm. Um, he uses a lot of humor, with, you know, without trying to pretend like he's Robin Williams. No, and he uses the double. 
fisted handshake. One hand over, one hand under. That's lovely. Oh, yeah. That's good. Yeah, that's lovely. Yeah. Yeah. Um and he's um he's a regular guy. Yeah. He doesn't come on I mean he's so well educated, but he doesn't come on like an egghead. Right. And never talks above people. And if he thinks he's talking above you, he'll back up and use a lot of metaphors so that you know exactly where he's coming from. It's like he'll say, you know what, and he won't say, you know, you know when you drive a car. He'll say, you know when you drive an old car? Hmm. So you know exactly what he's talking about. He's honest and he's upfront with the person that he's talking to. He's relaxed well, and he's having a good time. It's it's fascinating. We're on a great subject. There's a lot of energy in the conversation, but we're going to take a break. So don't lose it. We'll come right back. We'll talk more. We're always talking business. Talk to an expert. Call now, toll-free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Most leaders underestimate their influence and power over others and thus underperform. Dr. Relly Nadler and Leaders Playbook help leaders point the way by providing the strategic place to get to the top in a simple paint-by-the-numbers process. Seasoned and emerging leaders will have answers to these questions. What are the steps to move up and become a star in your organization? How do you develop your people to be the next level leaders in the organization? What are your triggers that are holding you back and how do you manage them? How do you maximize your power and and influence so you and your team perform better. What do you do to ensure your communication is received accurately? How do you delegate effectively? How do you develop strong relationships across the organization? Emotional intelligence training, coaching, books, and tools by Dr. Nadler are available at his website, www.truenorthleadership.com or 805-683-1066. Let Kathy Greenberg teach you and your team how to harness the power of happiness to generate even greater success and satisfaction at work. Did you know by applying coaching and the new science of happiness, you can improve your return on people anywhere from 50% to 350%. At H2C, we believe in both a return on people, that's ROP, as much as return on investment, or ROI. Kathy Greenberg, New York Times bestselling author of What Happy Working Mothers Know and internationally acclaimed What Happy Companies Know, is the leading global expert on coaching combined with the new science of happiness and originator of the Happiness Equals Profits business formula. Kathy's company, H2C, Happy Companies, Healthy People, provides practical knowledge for individuals and entire companies to maximize their potential in as little as one day. Kathy is available for one-to-one executive coaching, group programs, and as an electrifying conference speaker. Catch Kathy Greenberg at leading conferences and as a spokesperson for Cancer Treatment Centers of America. For free tips and downloads, visit Kathy's award-winning book site, WhatHappyWorkingMothersKnow.com. Or for distinctive learning, practical solutions, and proven results for your business, visit Kathy Greenberg at H2CLeadership.com. That's H2CLeadership.com. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. 
listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News. Today we're talking with Gail Murphy about interview tips and really about you know how to be a star communicator. Um, Gail, just from your experience of, of so long uh, in the media, it's, it's great to hear this. So we were talking before the break just about Obama and some of the strengths and stuff he had. One of the things you know that I've noted, I just want to see if you've noted that, more so than other people I've seen, it's, it's really around this sense of empathy. And, and when uh, we're in training, when I do training, Kathy does it, trying to teach empathy, one of the things is people have to um, know you see their perspective. But what Obama seems to do really well, I've seen over and over, no one knows you see their perspective until you say their perspective. So he's constantly saying people's perspective, which, if it's controversial, I think takes some of the wind out of the argument because mm-hmm. he's already said what, what, you, what you're disagreeing with. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. He knows what problems he solved. Okay. He's very clear about what problem he solves for you. Mm-hmm. If you are against health care, he'll tell you what problem it solves. Now, you don't have to agree with him, but there are people that will. Right. And um, he also is so cool under fire. Yeah. When he recently read, uh, um, met with the Republicans, he was really putting his head in the, in the lion's mouth. Uh, but he doesn't get flustered. Uh, he's he is pointed where he needs to be pointed, and he's gentle where he needs to be gentle. And I always tell my people um, in in the back of my book, Interview Tactics: How to Survive the Media Without Getting Clobbered. I have a five part workbook that teaches you how to find your story. And what that means is you know how to create your pitch. What are your talking points? What is so different about you you know than anyone else? Um, and I forgot the point that I was going to make here because I digress. Well, it doesn't matter. What we all know is that the one thing about Obama that has been consistent from the very beginning is he believes very much in his own, own authentic leadership, mm-hmm. and he will not be taken off task. So if he does agree, he'll agree. If he doesn't agree, he'll tell you why. But he does it with tact, mm-hmm. with finesse, and without making you wrong. And mm-hmm. I think that's the beauty of a conversation uh-huh. with an interview, you know, with somebody like that, because it's always safe space. Yeah. Yeah. I tell people a convers- uh, an interview is not a conversation, but it's not a confessional either. And you want, oh, I remember what I was going to say. So in finding your story and realizing what your boundaries and your parameters are, I want, I want people to make a list of the five questions that you never Ever want to come up in an interview? Yes, you good, never good. want to be asked in an interview, and then I want you to answer them. Mm, that's good. So that if they were ever to come up, you're ready. I call my book "Interview Tactics" and not "Media Coaching" because it's really about the right tool for the right time. Yeah, you can see it, you can hear it. Yeah, yeah. So you have a you have a two second pitch, you have a ten second pitch, you have a a. a pitch that lasts 60 seconds if you have that environment, because you can't ever control the environment in which you'll be telling your story to, oh, because yeah. you don't know where you're going to, you don't know, every every time you walk out of the house is another opportunity to tell someone about who you are, what you do, and what's next. 
to anybody, anytime, anyplace, anywhere. Sometimes it's at the car wash and you have four or five minutes. And sometimes it's, you know, passing um, in, in the airport saying, oh, I got your email. Uh, I got to catch a plane, but uh, like, you know, uh, something you want me to chew on while I'm flying to Chicago? So, so one of the things, Gail, you know, I'm thinking and working with executives, and, and I want to hear you talk more about this idea of to tell it, to sell it, you know, that people probably, you know, know that. But I know uh, one of the challenges is dealing with introverted leaders um, who are, would rather think than talk. And then really being able to talk to them about the missed opportunities, because as a leader, that like you said, that spotlight is on you. Mm-hmm. That that they something's got to be coming out of their mouth. Otherwise, other people are defining them. Well, that's well, that's the thing. Uh, I'm just making a little bit a little note here. That that's the thing. Um, I'm sorry. Say what you were just saying again. I so, I just confused myself. I think so fast. I'm yeah, sorry. I think to say a little more about the tell it to sell it, because you know uh, most people. Uh, either know that or they're uncomfortable with that, and so other people are defining them. So okay, you, you can't you can't ever let anybody define you. You you must define yourself. Your business, product, and service will never speak for you. That is that is that is, that is a crazy wish. Uh-huh. That's fantastical thinking. Your business, product, and service will never define you. And why would you want it to? Because then you're opening yourself up to the mass consciousness, and it could be twenty things to twenty different people. You have to define yourself. You have to pitch it to promote it so you can tell it to sell it. Now, you talk about an introverted um, uh, leader, right? right? The fact is everybody is excited about something. Okay. And so somewhere in their lives, some experience in their lives, they have been exactly that person you want them to be in the boardroom that they've been in another part of their life. So they are capable of doing it. So really what you want to do is you just want to connect the dots and transfer that stuff over. I worked with a huge um, engineering company, and the bid was like $50 million. And I worked with them on their presentation. And the um, the lead on, on the team was a woman who was an extremely qualified uh, engineer, extremely, extremely qualified, but extremely introverted, and really didn't want to have anything to do with talking about herself. So at the end of the day, you know, she and I talked, and I said, look, you've got to tell me what this thing is. I mean, you know, you're like, you're, you're, you're a big shot. You know, what's, what's the deal? I said, you know, at the end of the day, is there anything that anyone can ask you about who you are and what you do that you, that you not only wouldn't know but are one degree of separation from knowing? At, at the end of the day, is there anyone that could ask you anything about your business, product, or service that you couldn't answer? And she said, no. I said, so what's the fear here? And the fear was, you know, that, that, that she wouldn't know. And I said, you know, there's two kinds of fear. There's real, like if we were in the Serengeti right now, we could get eaten by a lion. And then there's perceived, but we're standing on Hollywood Boulevard, and there are no lions here, and you're telling me you're afraid of lions? That's a perceived fear. So, you know, that we enter, at that point we enter into what I call Dr. Phil country. <laughs> what is that? But well, that's like that's all psychological, and 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 I, know, I like, can't do that. But if the, yeah, but, it's like the, when I tell I don't, I don't want to cut you off, Gail, but just to help you yeah. out here, it's like I use a new definition for fear: false evidence appearing real. They're, yeah. t- they're taking information and twisting it up in their heart and their head, and they're not listening correctly because the filters that we keep talking about that happen between the mind mm-hmm. and the brain. Mm-hmm. 
aren't working pro- properly. Listen, if you you could be as introverted as you want, but if you're a Laker fan and you go to Staples Center, you're on your feet, especially if they're playing Boston. Uh-huh. Okay? So you have the ability to get excited. You just maybe don't know that you can take that same passion. I mean, who talks about this stuff for crying out loud? You don't know that you can take that passion and transfer that into your business? I'm not saying you flip a switch. I'm not saying it's easy. You need a coach. You need a coach, and you need to be able to walk through a process, and that's the work I do. So with the example they gave with the woman in insurance, um, did you help her get in touch with what she is passionate about and then have her yes, translate that? Yes, yes, I did. Okay. Sailboats. Sailboats, okay. Yeah, sailboats. So how did she bring sailboats into her presentation? I mean, I, I imagine she was just She a... didn't bring them in at all. She brought the energy. Right. How did she do that? Well, wh- she didn't know that she did not connect the dots. As a coach, we took the journey. Okay. okay, so, you know, what does your husband do and what do you do and and you know, what is it that you think, you know, you're being asked to do that you're not capable uh-huh. of doing? I mean, that's what a right. coach does, right. you know, they have your back and they help you discover what you on your own don't see the big picture because whoever sees the big picture when it comes to themselves. Yeah. I mean, I just did a radio interview prior to the radio interview I did I'm doing with you right now. The guy is a coach. He sells about $10 million worth of um, real estate per year um, and works with real estate agents as well. He has 14 coaches in a variety of different areas of his life Uh because that's his desire to achieve and his um, ability to be honest with himself, knowing what his limitations are. I mean, how do you find this stuff? How do you, you know, people look at, 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 at somebody on television and they say, how do they know to do that? Well, they spent about 40 grand last year just on coaching. So say a little bit more. I know in your book you talk a lot about preparation. Right. So let's say someone's going to have, uh, they're presenting uh, to a board or their supervisors, which is going to bring up this natural fear, and it's 45 minutes or an hour. Mm-hmm. What, how much time would you recommend that they prepare, and how would they prepare? Would they do run-throughs? And... Well, they would definitely do run. They would definitely do run-throughs. Um, get an, humanize the people you're going to be talking to. Find out who they are. Google all of them. Okay. Google all of them, especially if they're going to decide. And you, if your product is green, and one of the people um, on the board never votes for anything that's green, uh-huh. you know they're not going to certainly not going to vote for you. So know who your audience is and know who you're talking to. Prepare, prepare, prepare in advance for however long that preparation is going to take for you. And know what you're going to say before you, before you speak. Just do not write a script. Think more along the lines of bullet points to keep you fluid. If you have to pick up a paper and quote something and read something, tell them what you're doing. Don't make it look like you're cheating. Mm. You can ask in advance also for the person who sets up this presentation uh, what the ground rules are and what they're looking to cover. Usually they're more than happy to share. You don't want to be all over the map. Okay. We're going we're gonna to go to a, a, a break here. This is Leadership Development News. We're talking with Gail Murphy, and we're going to um, hit her up for some more tips that she has about how to be a star communicator. We'll be right back.
Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Listening to Leadership Development News, Profiles and Practices of Top Performers with your hosts, Dr. Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We know you have leadership questions for these noted experts, so call us toll-free at 1-866-472-5790. That number again is 1-866-472-5790. Now, let's get back to the show. Welcome back to Leadership Development News, and we're here with Gail, Gail Murphy. I'm so excited. I, it's like I want to say your name 20 times over, Gail Murphy. And we're talking <laughs> about all the energy that we need to put into looking at what we want people to engage in so we find an opportunity for them to see themselves in the information and attach to it. But before we forget, let me give you Gail's website, www interviewtactics.com. Let me say it again, www.interviewtactics.com. So let's come back to the conversation that we left on and talk about tips, Gail. Well, we were talking about preparation, and, um, you know, you you want to know what you're going to talk about before you speak. Just don't write a script and think more along the lines of bullet points to keep it fluid. Um, but you want to stay on topic, you want to stay focused, you want to be specific. Give details, places, names, dates. Remember, you're a reporter, too, reporting your story. You're also a storyteller, so make it memorable. One of the things I talk about in my book, Interview Tactics, is to share your goodies. You know, you're the one that stayed up late and maybe, you know, for six or eight months or two years, you know, an hour or two late every night so you could work on your business plan or your product or your service and maybe miss some kids' soccer games and lunches that you want to take along the way. Now it's time to to share the love. So share your goodies. Be generous. Be generous. One of the things we didn't talk is about is sound bites. And sound bites are what the media thrives on, it, what drives the media and what it thrives on. So you want to create and have colorful and intriguing sound bites ready at a moment's notice to help tell your story, move it along, keep it interesting, detailed, newsworthy, and memorable. A sound bite is a brief and outstanding mini version of who you are and what you're selling. So you can think, you know, photograph. A soundbite is a brief and outstanding mini version of who you are and what you're selling. Kind of like your business card. Hmm. You know, does your business card tell it to sell it? Do you say anything about yourself on there? You know, I give away, if you come to my website, Interview Tactics, no no questions asked. Just I, I'll just send you a free Interview Tactics report with excerpts of the book and some some of this stuff that I'm I'm um, I'm talking about now. I have that information on my business card. So you want to create commonality between you and the person that you're talking to, and you also want to create some commonality between you, the person you're talking to, and what you're selling. So always driving back to your website. Whenever possible, you want to uh, connect and incorporate your message with a story that's already making news. Your story then becomes newsworthy. More of an attention grabber, media outlets are more apt to run your story if it's been ripped from the headlines because readers and viewers are more apt to pay attention 
when it's something they're already familiar with. Now, why is that? Because guess what? The media may love you, but they're in the business of news. That's what they buy. So when you can, you want to take your story and you want to uh, connect and incorporate it with something that's current in, in the headlines. Your story, your story then becomes newsworthy. So think along those terms. Figure out what the key A great way to do that, to find out what the chatter is about your business product service and, and your core message, is to use Google Alerts. It'll, you can get a Google Alert every day using your right. keywords. And you'll find out what the chat are, latest reports, latest findings, uh, who's doing what to who, when, where. If you know any of these people, how, how good is that? You call them up say, hey, Bob, I heard about uh, this thing you're doing. How great. I mean, you know, it's great for networking, but it's also great for um, if, a, let's say, a new um, study just came out about leaders and leadership. Right. And it's something that you have something to say about. Well, you'd put out a press release. Well, this this is this is good. Let me let me uh, tap your expertise here in another area because mm-hmm. what we had, especially this, at the end of this last year or this whole last year in two thousand nine, a lot of people losing their jobs. And so, mm-hmm. one of the things that we're saying, as far as leaders, first they may under communicate, uh, which they probably do, and now what when they do have to communicate, it's all bad news. Are there what are some tips about communicating bad news? You know, layoffs, revenues down, no bonus. Well, bad news is bad news, but the good news is that um, if you're not getting laid off but you're getting your your salary cut or you're not getting your bonus, at least you still have a job. That would I mean, I can't answer that kind of question for you in a soundbite because it's so emotionally charged. Right. And and it's not emotionally charged for me. And it's not certainly not emotionally charged for the leader. I mean, it is, but it's not nearly as emotionally charged for him as it is the people that are going to get the message. But a good tip, being in this business as long as we have, is you better be authentic. You better make a connection between the bad news and your ability to stay in a position mm-hmm. in your industry that will recover mm-hmm. in the hopes that jobs will come back. Mm-hmm. And that you're now going to, if you will, stop the bleeding mm-hmm. and get back on point and do what you do best, which is either innovation, saving lives, creating, pro- whatever it is. Yeah. So those are those are tips that are really important for any leader giving any negative yeah. any negative message. Yeah. I mean, every word of that would have to be carefully connected and really using the right words. I mean, that's like that's like crisis management. Um, that. That has to be handled and addressed in a very specific kind of way. So, um, you know, I, I wish I had a, t- a soundbite for that, but right. I, I personally don't. Um, but that would sort of, um, you know, that it, look. If you're in the business, if, if you, you you saw the George Clooney movie, um, um, <laughs> yeah, up, yeah, yeah, up in the air, up in the air. Yeah, I mean, you know. <laughs> That's his business. That's what he has to do. There's nothing wonderful, happy, sweet, terrific about that. He's completely emotionally uninvested in, in that, and that's how kind of you don't want to be. Yeah. And you want to be able to, you know, express that sentiment and your empathy. So, so Gail, as we're kind of winding down, give us kind of if someone was to hire you as a as a business coach, mm-hmm. you know, especially around 
some of these uh, uh, communication presentation things. What does that look like? Is it one-on-one? Do you use video? Kind of what kind of what does that look like? Well, usually it's the first thing we do is is I determine what your goals are. Uh-huh. Like I say, for some people, it's just about taking a meeting. I mean, I worked with a woman on Saturday who composes theme music for films. She's had 25 films under her belt, and she still has a problem taking meetings. Uh-huh. So, um, you know, for my mind, I, I can certainly, you know, work with her on that. So I would determine what your, what, what your goals are. And um, I have, I would say, half my client base, if they walked in my office right now, I wouldn't know them because my work with them is strictly over the phone. Hmm. It doesn't have to be in person, right. uh, but it will be over the phone via Skype or, you know, uh, AT&T, whatever that is. And we work. I usually, since time is money, I usually insist that they read the book first so at least they, are, at least they get an idea of where they are in the mix. Um, and they don't start – while they're paying for it and while the clock is ticking, they don't ask me about what sound bites are. I have a whole chapter in the book on sound bites. They can ask me about the sound bites they created. And, I mean, if that's how you want to spend your money, I'm okay with that. Um, but usually, depending upon what your ultimate goal is, it's usually four to six sessions every other week because there's a lot of homework and a lot of stuff I want people to do. Well, I really make sure – that yep. everybody that that everybody gets the book. So it's interview tactics, how to survive the media without getting clobbered, the insider's guide to giving a killer interview by Gail Murphy. I originally wanted to the word use the interview. Do it I N N E R hyphen V I E W. Yeah, I very saw, nice. I, I like that. I yeah, saw that. Nice. I saw that on your your website. That was great. I would. Uh, I just want to make sure everybody knows how to find you, Gail. www. ViewTactics.com. That's right. That's right. And 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 I like I say I have a free report there. There's also a field in that where you can ask me any question you want, and if I can answer it, I will. And if I can, I may ask you to rephrase. Well, you've been terrific. We're not going to ask you to rephrase anything. <laughs> oh. Well, thank you so much. It was thank a pleasure. You. It was a pleasure being here. Yeah, Gail, this was a lot of fun. So I appreciate all your expertise, and hopefully our listeners will carry that away and get your book, interviewtactics.com. Thank you so much. This is Leadership Development News, and we'll speak with you again. Thanks for tuning in. You've been listening to Leadership Development News, profiles and practices of top performers with your hosts, Kathy Greenberg and Relly Nadler. We sincerely hope that you gained some great ideas and inspiration on how to elevate your leadership skills. Join us again next Monday at noon Eastern Time and 9 a.m. Pacific Time right here on the Voice America Business Channel.